0: Hello and welcome, I'm Joel Martin, the host of the Morning Bell Podcast. On today's episode, Luke and I are joined by returning guest, Dr. Earl Livings. Earl Livings has published poetry and fiction in Australia, and also Britain, Canada, the USA, and Germany. He has also read his work in many venues around Melbourne, and in the USA, England, Ireland, and Wales. Earl has a PhD in creative writing, and taught professional writing and editing for 17 years. His writing focuses on nature, mythology and the sacred and he is currently working on a Dark Ages novel and on a currently unannounced project. As with most returning guests, we go in-depth and spend both the media section and the topic section dissecting up the latest film adaptation of King Arthur, namely King Arthur Legend of the Sword, directed by Guy Ritchie. We talk about it as a film as well as how it handled the mythology of the source material. As always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate in contacting me on my email, mailbox at thepenofjoel.com, or on our Twitter, at TheMorningBell. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy listening. Hello, and welcome to The Morning Bell Podcast. We're coming to you from the Brunswick Street bookstore, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Manley. Luke, it's good to have you back. Good to be here. How have you been? Now, here's a question for you, Luke. I have been accused of... Of doing my intro very quickly as the podcast been going on, so I started the podcast. As this is what I imagine in my imagination to be, you know, hello and welcome <laughs> to the morning bell, <laughs> the
1: oh, sultry voices. Yeah, oh, see, I
0: started yeah. like that, and then two years on, I've just we're just over it, hello, right? Hello, bye. So yep. it's like hello and gotcha. welcome to the morning bell podcast, etc., etc., etc. Hello, <laughs> Luke or Ian,
1: you know. <laughs> Maybe that's actually a good thing though, because Maybe I've, it's I've been listening to a few. Um, like interviews and um, like regular shows, talk shows and things. Mm-hmm. And occasionally when you're like 30 episodes in 40 episodes and you keep thinking, well, you could just speed up an intro because, you know, I've, I've, I don't want to listen yeah. to five minutes of intro every time. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Even though they're all very useful info, like, you know, where to find us, so all like, oh, that stuff is great, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. See, we don't do useful info though, because at the start of every episode that you're probably having to endure listening to us, at the start there's like a... 30-second, maybe 40-second intro where I talk to you about what you're going to expect in the episode, and I already say my name, who we are, etc., so it's like <laughs> we're doing it twice. I don't know. It's oh, something okay. to think well, on.
1: Yeah. Well, that's fast yeah. enough, then. That's yeah, fun. but it, we'll it's 50 times. of the
0: episodes passed, so if we're going to do a revamp, it's the time is lost, you know. <laughs> you're just going to have to keep going like this until we get to the 100th episode, so enjoy. <laughs> um, what has your, your week been like, Luke?
1: Well, my week's been like writing, and Watching stuff, which we'll get to later, mm. and um, reading more stuff, and that includes starting stuff. God is Not Great by Hitchens, which ah. I haven't actually read Hitchens before. I've listened to a lot of things he said, but I've generally... He's got a very lucid writing style, from what I can tell. But here's the thing. I'm uh, quite an addict of audiobooks, mm. and he narrated his own book, oh, which did is he? amazing, because his voice is great yeah gorgeous <laughs> so not only am i getting great writing i'm also getting great reading mm. so that's it's great no that's perfect <laughs> best of both worlds fantastic best of Both worlds. well as we usually do we have a guest
0: on the podcast you've heard his laugh and welcome dr <laughs> earl levings to the podcast once more
2: thank you joel and thank you luke too
0: um it's interesting, and we will get to the topic uh, quite soon. soon yes. But there is a running theme to bringing you on the podcast, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll explore that very soon. Yes, How's your definitely. week,
2: My week uh, similar to Luke. I mean, I'm house sitting at the moment in, up in Ballarat, so I've got uh, a bit more time on my hands than normally, oh, and uh, so I've been trying to get uh, my, some writing done, and uh, and yeah, mainly writing and some reading too. So. Mm. Uh, um, mm research for my next project because my current project is hopefully coming towards an end but Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens in the next few months so interesting so can you
1: quiet spot to read and write up there
2: Mm -hmm. oh yeah very much so and there's a there's a state forest nearby where i go go for long Uh walks as well so even better yeah i love the i love the place
0: um can you give us some info on the project the current project the one that you've nearly
2: finished uh it's a a novel that's on its third draft mm-hmm. and sitting with beta readers at the moment, uh, one of whom is in this uh, room today. But we'll said, never has know, has know which Has one. already given me back his feedback, and that yeah, seemed not great. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and other beta readers are a little behind the schedule, so I'm waiting for their feedback. Also, not me. <laughs> 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 and uh and uh, and then when i get all the feedback i'll uh, address the uh, mm. the issues if there's any common issues mm-hmm. and um fix up the, the book and then i'm pitching it next month at the uh, australian society of authors um uh, literary speed dating event fantastic
0: you're yeah. sliding neatly away from the thematic elements yes i'm going to mention <laughs> the, uh, the right th- can you yeah. mention assessing perhaps
2: uh, dark Ages. Pages. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. it's a Dark Ages novel set in uh, primarily uh, in what is now Scotland, but obviously in uh, in the in the sixth century was just uh, Britain. So, uh, but uh, with earlier scenes set in uh, uh, Anglesey, or as it's called, Annismon. Mm. Un- so you can
1: uh, expect some bogs. Bogs, mm, no. not so much actually. Marshes. No. Uh, what's I keep forgetting? What are the, what are the Scottish moors, Moors. Yeah, moors. That's the one.
2: Uh, I don't think I even used the word once in the
1: book as a moor. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: just describing. Yeah, no, the scenes. Yeah, they're more mountainous scenes. Mountains. I was going to yeah, say that next. Actually, yeah, mountains yeah. and mist. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, now we we. As we have had a habit of doing recently with Return Guests, we like to talk about a topic um, and delve in depth as we can about those topics. Um, the last time Dr. Living's was on, we, I think, I hope, neatly deconstructed or analyzed um, Kazuo Ishiguro's uh, uh, work, The yes. Buried Giant, and funny enough, that has a bit of a thematic Um, similarity (laughs) to what we're going to be talking about so instead of a usual media section and I'm sure we've watched a lot and we can talk about and actually I have watched a couple things and we'll get to that Uh, um, I will say this um, after
1: what we watched which we'll delve into um, I had to um, go and watch Lord of the Rings to make myself feel better. So,
0: oh, Spoilers. <laughs> so, spoilers for our so thoughts. I've been watching Lord of the Rings, and it's fantastic. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Well, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was also fantastic, but we'll you know, gloss over that and come to that in the future podcast. However, we are going to spend the majority of this podcast exhaustively speaking about the recent movie by Guy Ritchie, uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sort. So we're going to split this up. In the media section, we're going to be talking about the movie as a film, Uh, just looking at it in terms of whether we enjoyed it, um, whether the plot made sense, you know, these kinds of things. And then we're going to go into something else in the topic, and we're going to speak about the mythic elements within the film, whether it was true to being a King Arthur movie, whether it should even be called a King Arthur movie, and from... Uh, previous episodes of the last three episodes i have been bemoaning the fact that we are going to be watching this movie so we'll find out whether our expectations have been um uh surpassed or, or maybe uh we love the movie and we're Guy fans for life or something like that spoilers it's probably not and we'll talk about it then but let's start off filmic and what did we think as a film so we watched the film together um and I had my trusty notepad and pen in hand. And my experience of the movie was going in, um, and then resting my hand on uh, you know, my jaw on my hand and being confused for the majority of the film. <laughs> uh, that was my gut reaction. Yes. Um,
1: Wait, so you were actually using your notepad in the cinema?
0: Yeah, I write in the dark. Is that weird? I was,
1: and now I thought I was the only person who ever did that.
0: Wait, you use a notepad? It's right here. There you go. I didn't. I probably didn't write as extensive as you did. Yeah. No, it's it's a small notepad. I didn't write at all. There you go. I was, I was surprised, surprised that mental, I, hit... I tried to enjoy it. Mental I was notes. surprised
1: that I hit the page. Well, it was all at the end of the movie. I was like, I got to remember this. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: So let's let's start with you, Dexter Lovings. Your thoughts on the film?
2: Mm, my thoughts on the film are that it doesn't work as a film. Um. I'm just thinking of the, the the two Guy Ritchie films that I've seen previously, which are the two Sherlock Holmes films, um, mm. and yeah, they were enjoyable. You know, forgetting about whether they uh, pay justice to the Sherlock Holmes uh, mythos or anything but uh, they were you know enjoyable action movies and you know anything with Robert Downey Jr. junior it nowadays he seemed, you know it just plays himself i suppose but um he's uh, yeah it's it's funny and, and mm. there's action and it's good good banter between the two the two uh, stars um so i was at least expecting a good action movie watching uh, king to, you know, in king arthur mm. and while there were some interesting action sequences some nice self-referential storytelling type scenes they Mm -hmm. were but you know there was a bit of that was overdone Mm -hmm. um there was some uh, for me anyway some um directing uh decisions in um the sequence running through a Halls or whatever it was, I can't remember what it was, uh, in which uh, the f- the film work was utterly confusing and um,
1: See, disorientating. I, I have a theory. There's, there's, well, she's kind of like a possible two two sided theory. Uh, theory. Either either like either guy Richie has developed schizophrenia. <laughs> so, Going in strong. Yeah, so, yes. I like it. All of the stuff here was kind of like different. Different, you know mm. different characters different personalities shut right. up on sat one day yeah or they only had budget to f- hire like different like cinematography people for five minutes at a time <laughs> <laughs> and the same with the actors they had like you know famous people on for, like five minutes five minutes five minutes, five minutes, and they were all gone and disappeared and never came back again. yeah <laughs> so that that's my that's my theory i'm not mm. sure we'll, we can discuss that of course but <laughs> yeah um
2: So, yeah, I just was unsatisfied with with it as as a movie, as a as an action movie, as a as a coherent plot, um, (laughs) as acting. Uh, It failed, and on numerous levels, and which is surprising because he obviously can do a certain style of movie quite well. Yeah, Yeah, you could,
1: Um, could stick with that style. In this, just yeah. it to its own, yeah, Which it's is what,
2: when when I first, yeah you know, when it was first muted and you saw the first uh, trailer for it, you thought that's what it was going to be, yeah, you know, just sort of King <laughs> Arthur action hero. Yeah. And they um, had a Led Zeppelin song, which kind of was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mute, that's actually, that, that's yeah. the one element of the film that I actually did like was yeah. the, was the music selection. Yep. Uh, but. A lot of it I didn't.
0: I think that this is I guess some of the movie. the music, unlike the film, was coherent <laughs>
1: um,
0: and felt uh, suitable. Uh, it's it's it, yeah, my thoughts. Kind of like my description at the start of me being confused throughout the entire film. I think the film was confused. I think Mm. it didn't know whether it wanted to be a crime film or like a crime film set within...
2: Almost a caper film at at, at, at times.
0: You know, this this brash, cockney, lovable hero in a sort of gritty
2: Londinium.
0: (laughs) Um, Anyway. uh, I mean,
2: yeah choices about L- londinium okay call it londinium because okay that's you know that yeah was but a, britain the Roman, exists so but this is this is <laughs> yeah, you know, this, this is supposedly set in i don't know roughly fourth fifth sixth century whatever the romans had left Fort at 410 yeah um yeah arthur Pe- was probably later that century maybe early this mm. next century um was there a coliseum? Well, no. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. You know, there was a yeah. coliseum in Londinium. Like massive. A massive one. Huge. I don't think that's historically accurate. Yeah. Which brings us, which in some ways brings us to the uh, buried giant problem yeah. of making decisions that don't historical, fit yeah, fiction. the historical situation. <laughs> Stretching
0: <laughs> the history to the point where you don't know where you are in history. You feel yeah. displaced. I think it's, mm. you know. You, you mentioned, like, it's Londinium. They call it Londinium. Yeah. And yet people are walking around in Tudor-esque outfits. And <coughs> I just... I was displaced. I didn't know where we were in the yeah. world. We didn't know what time period we were in. Um, there was no internal consistency. A film could be fantasy and have multiple elements. Mm. But it needs to have a kind of internal consistency, which was, just wasn't there. Um, your thoughts, Look, Actually... You don't need to tell us your thoughts because, spoilers, ladies and gentlemen, he already I wrote a review. Wrote a well, review. No. I, want to, I want
1: to call it yes. a reaction. No. He betrayed us. I want to call it a reaction rather than a review. I where did re- you. Where did On his website. On my website.
2: Oh, yeah. on your website. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, okay. Yeah. I'll well, mention he, the link later. I he jumped I the gun. You <laughs> jumped the gun. I, sent, I had sent to. Me, yes. Sent me the link. Yeah. I want to read your reaction. Yeah, the yeah, reaction. I need to. I had a review. a review.
1: I've got to change that to reaction because it's more of a reaction than a review. But, um,. Oh well, in other words, skip me next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good. Summarize your reaction. One Um, of the major points. I actually want to go through specifically the um, uh, pros and cons and things. (laughs) 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 Uh, He's just reading his review. Low energy Luke.
2: We're working. We're using our brain. Low energy loop. Hang on, Try to
1: read. (laughs) There are a few movies (laughs) (laughs) of late I have. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I actually want to go through some of the like pros and cons that I wrote down, but I want to start with the pros. They had great Lord of the Rings footage. <laughs> they did like some great panning shots of very nice um, landscape yes, and like, yes, b- yes. cities on hills and things. Like, yeah, that's like a, rem- yes, it reminded me in of a certain, certain places. Bit of Rohan, yeah, weird Rings, yeah. Lo- what was the capital of
2: Rohan? I've forgotten uh,
1: now.
2: Uh, Not of Rohan. No, a- they
1: had a bit of a Rohan on as well, though.
0: Oh, I do not remember No, no I know Minas Terrace Yeah,
1: but uh, I don't mean the I don't mean the castle of Rohan I mean the capital city Anyways uh, They had great Sherlock Holmes footage <laughs> um, With the little like uh, what, are they, what do we call them? Um, that's what it was It was a pastiche That yeah. was a problem It was a pastiche Yeah <laughs> It's a Guy Ritchie pastiche of yeah. Guy Ritchie Of Guy Ritchie Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like a, a, a revealing t- what is that word for um uh, exposition. It was expositional Sherlock Holmes footage where they go back and tell a bit of a story, bits and pieces in very quick quick sequences. Oh yeah. Which um, didn't matter
0: because they were telling the story anyway. anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, well, it, it was yeah. still yeah. interesting. But you know sure. uh,
1: yep. uh, they had some uh Sons of Anarchy footage with people just beating people up. Yep. For the fun of it, even though they're Charlie Hummer Supposed looked like he walked guys. off the set with that leather yeah, jacket. He, he did, he yeah, he looked like he walked off the set. He still had all the same clothes, said all the same things. Gelled back hair, too. Gelled back Very <laughs> <laughs> period yeah, accurate. Gel, I didn't,
2: yeah, gel in, in, in dark ages.
1: He did but, look good, though. Yeah. I had They had some great Star Wars footage where they kept pulling in like um, the uh, some of the magical elements. in the. Remember the tower at the end where the, the lights go up the sides? It looked oh, like yes, Star Wars right yes. before, the, before the Jedi duel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, they had some footage from Tovlo's Habits music video. Um, oh,
2: right. So that's if, a if reference. You don't, and if you don't get yeah, that one, it's it? fine. We can yeah. go straight to
1: Blair Witch Project. Okay. But, um, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Blair they Blair had footage from Robin Hood Men in Tights. I chose Men in Tights because they tried to slip in bits of humour in the movie, which they never really followed through, making a funny movie. Mm. Um, mm. And. Robin Hood because they had all the merry men. Yes, exactly. Um, and they
0: actually had Robin Hood in the movie, <laughs> well, played well, by we'll Littlefinger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And they had footage from 300, which, again, was fine. Yeah. Good action sequences, but not followed through. Mm. Um, and then I like to... Uh, I'll just point out that my first con for the... the um, those the movie was well. those are the pros. Yeah, that's well. the pros. Off yeah. of, Starting my first, off, good. my first, my first con: none of those pros were in their respective films. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's one way to sum it up. <laughs> yes, I, um, is that yeah. there were some really great moments, and they could have built on any of them. Yeah, but they decided to, or he, or I would say, what the produ- co-producer as well, something like that. They just decided that they would go with a, a mishmash of things that just. Didn't care about themselves. Mm. Yeah, they okay. didn't Good build anything. It. Good way <laughs> of yeah. putting it.
0: Yeah, it definitely did feel like a pastiche. And mm. um, also, okay, let's let's move on to the performances of, of you know the, and for the most part, the acting is serviceable. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah, there are some mm. notable uh, things that pulled me up. Um, there's a mage. We'll get to that later. But <laughs> <coughs> mage in the film, um, and she. Now th- there are two ways to look at this whether you're looking at the character and as Dr. Living's pointed out after we watched the movie maybe she was trying to you know do this otherworldly performance hence why she seemed very like cold and um, like that emotion seems to be stripped bad. I just think mm. it was bad acting because
1: it just seemed a little. I, I felt mm. like
0: she was trying to inject emotion and inflection. Like the, the, her voice was incredibly monotone throughout yeah, the movie. True, true, and I didn't know whether that was like, oh, I'm a mage, so I have my feelings lobotomized, or whether, I th- maybe it's just a bad performance. I don't. I'm a know. very
1: dramatic personality. Scowl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and that. Uh, And apart from some clever CGI with her eyes changing, which I thought was kind of interesting to reflect the the creatures, which are also a problem. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, don't worry. Um, Yeah, that pulled me up. Also, they have characters that deliver performances and you're like, oh, this will be a really interesting character to see how this goes through the film. And then they pretty much ditch them, as Luke said. (laughs) They have one key scene (laughs) with that particular actor and then they're just gone. They're Mm. sidelined for the rest of the film. Um Charlie it, Hunman. It feels
1: like each of the actors just had a
0: trailer. Yeah,
1: they had their like they had their hero moments,
0: and that was it. And then yeah. we you know with the, the you they'd know. charge
1: with a the sword, they'd say a one liner, they'd shoot with a boat done. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>
0: um, <it. laughs> yeah.
1: Charlie Hunman, serviceable.
0: I didn't really dislike his performance, but he didn't exactly stand out either.
2: Um He yeah, I uh, he just he could have done more with that. That sort of wittiness, or that—that's that, yeah, that sort of cocky way, that sort of way, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's that roguish thing. I mean, it, they were t- obviously trying that 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 way, but it just you now whether it was because he couldn't do it, or because the scenes, the writing itself, didn't, yeah, didn't give him much more opportunity to yep. do it. Mm. Um, you know, and it just got a bit
0: confusing. That brings me to an actor that I think was criminally underused is Jude Law. Uh, Jude Law's Vortigin, like, as as a character, he has some good lines in there. He has Mm. really good monologues. Um, And yet, though his performance was good, once again, it felt like the writing just hamstrung him. Like it pulled the leash on the acting, like, now, now. This might be too good for this movie. Pull back a bit, Jude. Like I felt like that was his performance in the film. It's like on the verge of being a really good
2: scene. It's I mean, like- he had the opportunity. I mean, one one of the, 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 the good things in the film was that that use of of um, blood sacrifice to get power, mm. uh, in which he had to sacrifice someone he loved, and that and did that, get and, and, him acting, yeah. and that yeah, you know, a couple of well, mainly the second time with the daughter. I thought, yeah. The first time it was it was a bit too sudden. We didn't we didn't know what was going we was, on. We Didn't know what was going on, mm. but we saw it the second time, and he he emoted yeah. more in the second time. But they again, it was a, it <laughs> was something that shot, the, yeah. it was something that they didn't they didn't play with more. Mm. Mm. They yep. didn't they didn't explore it more. That's yeah. Explore is like, probably the word like for me. Emotions. It was always about just. It was almost like it was by the numbers, hitting certain beats. It yep. doesn't matter that you know, in the, in the process it, some good ideas came up that they could have explored if you were doing another draft sort of thing. Yeah, if
1: you take it in that way, it definitely did look like they were checking the boxes because mm. you start off with the first scene where they establish they have every race possible. Mm. They have yeah. um, all the the role. One of the main roles is taken up by a female, the mage who's yeah. not actually even in the film very much, but you know she's supposed to be a main character. Yeah. Mm. Um, Honestly, I don't know all the other boxes they're supposed to tick (laughs) because I don't follow that, but um, they did look like they were trying to tick boxes. Action sequences, funny sequences. Yeah, chase scenes, action. Okay, Okay. so running scenes,
2: which were, again, badly filmed. (laughs) Every time a
0: character started running, I'd put my head in my hands because I'd be like, oh, great, let's see what camera tricks they do. You know, it's like cam footage coming right up. And this kind of problem. This cohesiveness also bleeds into the mythic elements, which yeah. we'll talk about quite
1: soon. But if if you if you wanted to mention yeah. that um, Jude Law was, what did you say, underused, underutilized? Yeah. I, I want to say that um, there was criminal overusage of Eric Banner. Overuse because he's of a great actor. Scene. But they took <laughs> one scene and repeated Repeat it 200 two times. times throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. but they kept expanding it. They did. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they, they had a but little they, loop from the start added to the end every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. the wounds <laughs> kind of
0: disappeared halfway. Yeah. And, you
2: know, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. He could have done
0: so by much. Frank Frazetta's death dealer, uh, which we'll also get to. But yes,
2: exactly. Yeah, it, but Eric yeah. Banner again.
0: There's another actor, great um, actor. Not some scenes just didn't again didn't make sense. You had this character established early on. All his men are like cheering him on. He single handedly <clears throat> defeats Modred in the first action action sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> through elephant. Well, again, we'll get to this. And then this hero king that everyone's meant to love is betrayed at night, and not a single one of his knights are next to him. Not a single one. Not even a character who is shown to be loyal to him. He's just gone. Yep. Because I mean, plot.
2: To be. I mean, to be fair, he's yeah. When he when he's trying to take his his, his wife and daughter and son mm. away from the castle and and uh, there seem he's he's going through a couple of scenes where there are fighting going on. So he There's must some have some loyal some, some loyal, yeah. some loyal uh, troops that are fighting against. Yeah. The, the, but the king tricks. has no bodyguard. No body family guard. has yeah, no yeah, people at the right. door. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why would he assume that
0: he's going to lose the battle when he is, You've already established he basically has superpowers with the sword, <laughs> sword. that can, you know, enter an elephant's belly and kill modern destroy an army. Yeah, yeah. I so if he can single-handedly <laughs> destroy an army, that apparently destroyed every bastion and that the city is the last stronghold, but can defeat that army, cannot defeat a bunch of goons.
2: That have come to... Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> because there's no evidence to show that he is somehow scared of Frank Rosetta's death dealer or that he
2: knows that the character exists. Yeah, We've exactly. shown no evidence that uh, this yeah. character is so He there. runs off before he... He just runs, runs off. Yeah, 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 to get his family to safety. Well, you know, you'd think the, the castle would be safe. Yeah, you'd think... Yeah, Super powered Excalibur,
0: and and,
1: and, and uh, spoiler yes. alert, he didn't even do that. He didn't even get them to no. safety. Yeah,
0: and I understand the plot reason <laughs> of being like, man, we gotta get Uther Pendragon killed within the first ten minutes so we can get this movie on the road. But we like, afford him at yep. least, yeah, because
2: Eric <laughs> Banner costs a lot.
0: Um, but they could have done it in a more logical what? fashion than a way mm. that just felt like Deus Ex Machina. So
2: yeah. Well, they, they I don't
0: think they needed that opening sequence. They didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Just show flashbacks, honestly. Yeah. Um any other Do it comments the snarky about that? Sherlock Holmes the, the snake. storytelling? The, oh.
2: The snake. Right.
0: Um Hang on, so, is this going into uh, the mythos? No, no the it's, I don't know if it is. I don't it was, think okay. so. No, this is It's just a logical, plot element. Yeah. It,
2: it, was a, it was a deus ex machina.
0: Let's, let's narrow this down for the audience that hasn't seen it, because if I haven't said it before, spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we enter the scene. The mage character goes up to Arthur and says, um, this snake will reveal... Um, things will help help
2: you you, will yeah we'll open your eyes to to
0: to something something yeah (laughs) we'll open your eyes to the plot which we don't have (laughs) um so then we have a really interesting (laughs) sequence followed by good music yeah where arthur goes through scenes and he sees bits of the world that have no impact on him whatsoever um goes into the throne room uh with a clever bit of plotting Manages to get Vortigan to plant the sword into a piece of stone. Haha, he can't pull it out. And then you think, wow, they did something clever. clever. Enter a giant, giant snake, snake from Conan. <laughs> um, <laughs> where.
2: Oh, that's what we haven't mentioned Conan. Yeah, like we Conan haven't. Even, references yeah. Before. <laughs> We've kept good on that. Yeah. Um, a
0: giant snake enters, which utterly decimates everybody in the room and then looks at. Arthur, I guess yeah. and then
1: Hang on, leaves. fails Nuts. fails to kill the one person that probably should have. Looks yes. at Arthur, sort Arthur of hisses at him back. and then
2: it it's then disappears.
1: Began-
0: and then disappears to go <laughs> eat some more people. But here's the thing. If now this is a good point that Luke brought up to me was maybe the snake bite was to make the snake not eat Arthur as the only one it couldn't eat. However, oh, as okay. Luke then just pointed out, contradicting his own point he told me, but then why was she controlling it anyway? Because yeah. she was obviously controlling the snake. And we're talking about the mage here, ladies and gentlemen. She, was, she controls a bird and different animals throughout the, the movie. But she's actively controlling the snake. So what was the point of the snake bite other than to give <laughs> us cool visuals <laughs> and good music? Yeah,
2: Totally, totally confusing, irrelevant, and unsatisfying. Yeah, and I think yeah. that. I mean, if this, if she could control this giant snake, <laughs> at, yeah, three quarters away through the film, why 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 so or, so one not, one not earlier, yeah, because that would have
0: made that movie experience much easier to bear and would have ended it a lot quicker. <laughs> yes, um, could, have, could
1: have rescued Arthur with the giant snake. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a moment in which also, um, there's a uh, Vortigan, uh Jude Law's character, the villain of the of the film. Uh, has this sort of reaction towards whenever magical energy or power is used around him, he kind of gets a nosebleed um, (laughs) and sort of spaces out for a bit. This happens right at the start when Mordred uh, dies, Um, and then it happens again when the mage frees Arthur from his execution, which would have ended the movie quite quickly and would have been better. Um, Yeah, well, it would have been a stark moment. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been like, oh... Maybe the film will get good now, um, <laughs> but uh, instead, at the end of the film, when the giant magical sorcerer snake enters the place and decimates Vortigan's army, Vortigan's like, nah, I'm fine. Yeah. I can't sense a thing. <laughs> Again, the, the, these elements of <laughs> just, you know, let's just throw out something we've established in the movie. Yeah. And maybe there is an internal reason for it. Maybe um, she was trying to confuse Vortigan at the uh, execution, or maybe Mordred's death was affecting him. But we never establish any of that. So when the snake shows up, it just pulled me up, and I was like, how would he not know? Mm. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I think
2: the... Yeah, as a movie... Thumbs down, thumbs down. Yes, yeah. I was going to say something stronger, but thumbs down. <laughs> but thumbs down is uh, yeah. disappointing. I mean, I came already knowing I we had very low expectations. Low going expectations, into the movie. and it didn't even meet. Yeah, those low expectations. <laughs> I was hoping for at least a yeah. As I said with the Sherlock Holmes movies, I was hoping for at least a, a good, good movie, yeah, good action movie, even even if it totally wrecked the mythos whatever mythos it was working with so here, here but I'll did say so. yep. wreck f- a film and if we get a segue into the next part yeah. wreck the mythos
1: <laughs> yeah here here i need to inject something that i would call heretical coming from myself but um, they could at least have tried to live down to the the normal plot line the, the base <laughs> plot line. <that laughs> the everybody origin uses. story plot line. Now, I am the last person you'll ever hear saying you should always follow the base plot line because that makes stories great. I hate that. I hate it. But they could at least have done that and it would have worked.
0: Mm. Mm. The touchstones of the 3X structure. But they had
1: so much room where they could have made it fantastic and unusual and cool. And they didn't even. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> there was an article that I saw um, that said Guy Ritchie is getting weird and I like it. And. And it was in the vein of we should be encouraging strangeness in movies and trying to break formula, which is a little bit of Mm. the opposite of what you're saying, Luke. In other words,
1: we should be French films. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, but
0: French films do do a fantastic art. Yeah, French films do it well. Yeah. That wasn't the criticism. No, I know. I know. Um, Or Danish films. Or Danish films, yeah. yeah, Dark, gritty, weird, noir movies. Yeah. Um, with multiple drug references which I like uh, but no it, it I, I think that article does say one thing which is a positive which is we would like him to do things that are outside of the convention but mm. not when it just doesn't make any sense mm. not mm. when you're throwing away internal consistency mm. for the sake of appearing strange yeah um I have a weird bone in my body and I like it when movies are weird and they you know they hit that um. And funny enough, I get that from Danish films like Valhalla Rising and all that kind of stuff. Like I like that kind of going above the the real to the surreal. I like all that stuff. But this film just didn't know what it was. And Mm. I think that lack of consistency transferred, segue, to the mythic elements Mm. that
2: we're going to talk about. I mean, just to take up that point, there's probably a sense in which, say, your Danish films or whatever, they may be surreal or weird or whatever. But there's a vision. Yep. There's, there's a, a vision. That's good. There's yep. a vision, or as we used the word before when we were talking, soul. Yeah. And they follow it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like in this film there's a vision. And they had, as again, as the segue, they had a vision to work with, which is the Arthurian myth. Yeah. And they butchered that as well. Via Mallory, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah well, I don't think he's read Mallory. <laughs> Yeah. Um he, I mean he suppo- I think you said he was yeah, supposedly he did influenced in- by the Excalibur. Yeah, Maybe.
0: he as being one of his first influences on Arthur. On Arthur. Um, um
2: I don't see any any, popular, of it. any I mean he may have pastiched a lot of films including the Conan first Conan film. Um but I don't I don't, don't see any Excalibur in it. Yeah. At yeah. all. And uh, I've started watching it again today with my students in my myths and symbols <laughs> class, um, and immediately, you know, am enthralled by it, which I wasn't with with um, uh, with with, uh, with the Ritchie film. Mm. I mean, there are faults with the Excalibur film, yeah, but quite a few, still, yeah. yeah. But, but it still it has, <laughs> has a has a has a soul to it. Yeah. It still feels right as mythically. Um, and the Guy Richie film was didn't. Um, so that's a good introduction
0: to the topic where we're going to be talking about how myth was expressed yep. um, through the film. So I've got a few notes, but I'm going to ad-lib as much as possible just so we can get to the conversation. Um, and that's... We have, a, we have a trend with bringing Dr. Living's onto the podcast, and that is we end up eventually doing a topic somehow vaguely even related to Arthur. The first time you came on Dr. Living's, we talked about re- writers' residencies, and then we transitioned into Dark Age writing and, you know, tangentially... Um, Arthurian. Or Celtic. Celtic yeah. mythology Which, and, and, yeah. and Celtic stories, um, yeah. One of the origins for the Arthurian myth... Um, and then on the second time you came on the podcast, we talked about Kazuo Ishiguro's The Very Giant, which was his take on um, an Arthurian world. Um, hmm. And now we're talking about King Arthur Legend of the Sword. <laughs> so that something better happen next year when you come back <laughs> so we can keep this going.
1: As long um, as it's not my- worse than what we've currently got today. <laughs> If maybe it's going positive. downward every time. Yeah, maybe there's a positive. <laughs> yeah, let's oh, find positive. George, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'd like just a light down. at the end of this
0: very long dark tunnel that we're in with King Arthur movies. Mm. Um, so let's let's do a little brief history on Arthurian movies, at least in the last ten years, let's say, and maybe a little bit before ten that. Years, yeah. Um Let's say let's just start with Excalibur being the, in my mind, one of the, um, archetypal uh, Arthurian. Uh, film presentations, yeah. presentations presentations that take yeah. Mallory's vision of Arthur and translate it with enough soul to be a cohesive story. Yeah, and then we go to 2004, I believe, with the King Arthur movie with Clive Owen and Keira Knightley and etc. Mm. Where the film de- de- like uh, removes the mythic element from the story while being a completely decent film. Here's the yeah. exception here. Unlike King Arthur: Legend of the Sort, I really do think King Arthur was a fantastic film.
2: I really enjoyed it. Wouldn't have said fantastic. Yeah. Right, maybe that's a bit yeah. strong. Maybe yeah. that's a bit strong. But strong. But it was a bit, good it, movie. But yeah, certainly <laughs> enjoyable. And look, one of the, and we've talked about this before, and I've talked about it with other people. Yeah. I think one of the best scenes ever I've seen on a film was the ice scene. Yeah, it was really well done. That's yeah. just incredibly well done. The emotion,
0: um, the way it was shot, it was just a great movie.
2: And, yeah, and, and they had, they had, a, they had uh, Celtic scholars advising and, you know, I mean, pushing a, a certain theory about the King Arthur origin. Yeah. Um, and, but they worked with that. Yep. Uh, the summation uh, uh, yeah. uh, cavalry idea. Mm. And, and they worked all those elements in. And I thought, yeah, it, it, it was, as you say, it was cohesive. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it certainly wasn't mythical. Other than maybe a bit of the hero's journey, which is underneath you know, <laughs> almost all stories, almost all stories, yeah. All stories. yeah. Um, but uh, but at least it was a decent a decent film,
0: yeah. And now fast forward twenty seventeen, we have Guy Ritchie's King Arthur: Legend of the Sword, um, and it was curious because uh, myth in film, I think, just as Ishiguro did with his novel. And as Guy Ritchie has now done, it's almost as if he has, and I, I describe this, it, it, it's a crude description, but it's as if someone um, had a crayon drawing of King Arthur and gave it to Guy Ritchie and be like, these are the mythic elements in crayon, and Ritchie was like, great, we've got a druid, but we'll call it a mage,
2: mm. we've
0: got um, Excalibur, which is a sword. We've um, got
2: these characters called Vortigan yeah. Uther... <laughs> And, and and Mordred and what just use actually it reminds me in some ways of the Merlin TV series. Yeah, I mean the guys who did mm. that admitted they hadn't read anything about the. Uh, yeah, they, they obviously just had ouch. <laughs> there was there was obviously some sort of you know, they in, the air, tale in the air. Oh. maybe the <laughs> Knight's Tale or whatever. Oh, that's right, that's another film. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of they knew the elements, but they decided to combine it in their own way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Guinevere is a is a slave girl, effectively, or a, a, a handmaiden, you know. But she she can get to marry the king. Now that would never have happened in the yeah. in the real in the real uh, medieval times. Yeah, that uh, they're using there. Uh, but you know, and Merlin is young and all. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a, it was a young audience They we were aiming for, so they had young
1: young Merlin and a young Arthur. And yet, but at least it was standing as a story. Yeah, I, as far as it, I yeah. Remember, it stood was as a story. Yeah. I mean, I watched it, yeah. an
2: episode last night because up in Ballarat, I've only got free to air, um, mm-hmm. and it was on one of those um, you know, Win no, eighty five Channel or whatever it was, <laughs> I don't know which yeah. one it was. Um, you're going to say
1: computer? I was like, that's a very old computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Windows. Windows, yeah. Um, <laughs> no,
2: um, but it was, a, yeah, it was a decent episode. Yeah, it, it, it worked as a, you know, as a as a TV series. It was, you know, it was okay. Again, it was there was sort of a sense of cohesion in in you know, they. Yeah, what what when they had their, set up their premise, at least they worked with their premise and w- worked through... They were true to the used story. used elements of, of, of the story. Lancelot appeared. And, yeah. You know, I mean, they've got an Emrys character and a Merlin character. I know, character that was now. a bit, That yeah. doesn't work. Uh, not in the mythic sense. You know. And he's not a druid. Yeah. You know, he's a sorcerer. You know, and the druids are something else. And, and, so and, the,
0: and that's that sort of like taking that crayon drawing idea, yeah, right? Of just yeah. being like, oh, that sounds good. We'll take we'll a bit use of that. that yeah. We'll use a bit of this, a bit of that. And mm-hmm. while he, Guy Ritchie does that in the movie with like, here's crime and here's noir and here's Cockney British, uh, roguish, charmish dudes. yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, here's this. He does that with mythic elements of being like, here's Excalibur, but it's just a superhero power. And
2: well, I mean, to, to I mean, I, th- the movie in some ways was was about power objects.
0: Yeah, Virtually mm-hmm. about power objects. Here's a tower that gives you power. Here's a tower a sword that, that gives that's you power.
2: Right. Yeah, it was all about the clash of power objects. There's nothing mythical in, in that. Other, you know, there's no sense of wonder. Yep. Which again, myth myth can give you. Yeah, it was just a, a clash. You know, it's a, it's, it could be a lightsaber against the Death Star. <laughs> and just, even Star Wars had that more mythic essence. elements. Yeah, than this. Right. It yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, and no explanation for things like the, the tower of power. You know. <laughs> the why power why, tower. why did they build this tower? How does it give him more power? You know,
1: just, and if he but he yeah
2: and then there's the sirens. Oh with a Y. With, with a y. y. That's right. That's how you spell the, sirens, people. He, Joel, <laughs> Joel managed to
1: find out that they actually spelled Sirens with a Y in the Pirates of the Caribbean four movie. No, her name is Sirena. Oh Sirena So Guy Richie watched Pirates of the Caribbean and like, Sirena. That's I like cool it. Oh. Siren. <laughs> I'm just yeah, <laughs> but they're not yet. Yeah, they're not even sirens. I I wrote about what they were. But they Cthulhu they're Cthulhu people. They're Cthulhu. No, it's, yeah. it's an old thing. It's like a Ocilii or something. I yeah, don't oh, it's that's Sicilia a Creature maybe. of I can't remember. You
0: know, and and the, there's yeah, that element of being like, <laughs> here, Let's pluck some uh, mythic imagery, but remove the substrata from mm. it. You know, it's just like, oh, it's a dryad. I guess.
2: Oh yeah, in that scene. Yeah, that's right.
0: They could have
1: possibly been dryads. It's fine. Oh no, but but, but like (laughs) these
0: elements are just being used as like window dressing, rather than trying to actually
1: style.
2: Well, I can't even say style and no substance. (sighs) It's sort of a mishmash style and no substance.
1: Yeah. Um, A gruel, a gruel. (laughs) (laughs) But they they could have said, look, here's a centaur and it's a minotaur, and you're like what yeah the, the way they handled it, it, these elements it did feel like that it they just... didn't know what they were but they threw in the names and the whatever is everywhere <laughs> and and to that extent let's let's dig in a little bit here so
0: mm. we established the movie we established that a sword has power however we don't establish what the power is mm.
2: Mm.
0: what and within and this is something that Arthur is big on at least Mallory's version of Arthur is the idea of being like the virtue of a knight, what a knight is to the land and to his people. What a king is to 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 his people. We have Mm. King Arthur's knights, we have King Arthur, and all of these journeys are about either self-sacrifice, these themes that are so large Mm. in the myth are removed completely from this film. Instead, it is the the little guy, the, the cockney guy against the big, bad, posh English dude, and that's the film. Yeah, it, they remove all the the um, thematic elements of what makes the King Arthur myth, mm. and it's this, like you good, said,
2: power. Yeah, it is. A, it was.
0: Yeah, I, I'm lost the, the obsession sounds. of power, power in the movie is yeah. very odd as well. We established right at the start w- with a good montage, by the way. I, I will give it credit.
2: That first montage, yeah, worked really. Probably the, the best of the, bit of the film. Yeah, the me. growth, the, gro- the 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 growth of Arthur from childhood to. Being a you know, virtually a boss man of his own little mafia gang, yeah, sort of being, a little you know, hmm. li- little gang, yeah, certainly a little gang bro- yeah, run from a br- from bro- brothel. brothel. That's yeah. a very
1: interesting point too. The movie doesn't even go into the idea of uh, rags to riches or like uh, weak to strong or anything like what with the Arthur story, insignificant to significant. He's a man of power and influence right who like start. beats up people can- who are very powerful and like you know strong and they got armies behind them yeah. without fear of repercussion yeah he can do all that and he's got tons of money sort of he's like he's He's the middle ages. He's a a crime lord. He's a crime lord. He's a pimp. pimp. He's a crime lord. He's a pimp. He's a pimp pimp. pimp and a crime lord. (laughs) And we have this
0: power thing, and going into it a little bit, in the montage, we're constantly shown money. This is a thing that bothers me (laughs) deeply on like a spiritual level almost. (laughs) Uh, Arthur was was, was only concerned about money. Why? Uh, You know, why does he want money? We don't establish. What is his career? And then
1: he suddenly loses it all. he loses it. And he's
0: like, well, that sucks. I I guess. I mean, that works
1: for other stories, but not an Arthur story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it it bothers me because that's not Arthur. Mm. Arthur is not a brash, cockney, um, come from nothing kind of a person. He's a noble, Mm. um, noble hearted child. That's how he starts. Yeah. And that you cannot. This he had,
2: a, he did have some nobility. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he had nobility because he, he looked after, he looked after the the woman that yeah, was, Lucy, the, the prostitute, yeah. the prostitute yeah. that was yeah. So he had, a, he there had, was, sympathy, had sympathy. I suppose. about nobility?
0: That's a good way of putting
2: it, actually. Oh, okay. Because he had the, empathy, but not empathy. Yeah, empathy, empathy not empathy, yeah, empathy, Not nobility. Not nobility. Okay, yep. Well, yeah. it, it be, was all yeah. about protecting his own gang. Yeah, yeah. in that sense, loyalty, loyalty. Yeah, Loy yeah. Loyalty Never to leave a people. man behind or yeah. woman in, well, in the case in of Lucy, case, yeah. and
0: that was it, really. Um, Arthur as a character was just an action hero,
1: yeah. And,
0: and so, here's, a, here's another mm, thing that, that yeah, but, moving on from that action uh, I hero, I want to take yeah, what yeah,
1: sure. you were just saying about him not being uh, this like noble character a bit further. You probably I'm probably going to spoil something you're about to say, but um, pulling the sword from the stone. From his father, you mean? Oh, let's just, you know, I'm uh, not uh, even going to go there. <laughs> let's just let say. Let us not even
2: go into that particular
1: <laughs> I revelation. I know what what, that means. what, yeah, what kind <laughs> of connotations is. Anyways. Yeah.
2: It's um, uh, a reverse of the usual family romance. A family romance is you kill your, you know, kill your father and <laughs> make love to your mother. Mother, yeah. Uh, the, you know, this um, one, no. he was removing
1: the sword from the father, <laughs> so.
2: Redeeming the father? Um, oh, who knows. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. <on. Go> <laughs> so,
1: in the in that scene where he takes the sword from the stone, the father, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Banner. Instead of like all the stories of where he was pulling the stone because his brother needed
2: or I think it or just
1: because of ignorance or because he was like uh, it was a very humble situation he's like shouldering his way to the front of the line of people <laughs> pushing them aside and saying I've got this and b- being <laughs> really like
2: douchey about it too I, I think d- he was just doing that because he just didn't get know, it he over he just want to get it over with and get his his thing and but then for someone get who's himself been tattooed like, by David Beckham sympathetic
1: yeah. with with Everybody and, like, you know, sort of caring about people. He's just like throwing exactly, himself through the yeah. crowd and, like, I'm you guys, stuff I'm you, more I'm important than you guys. Yeah, exactly.
2: When, when somebody started to actually protest, somebody else said to him, No, 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 don't go there. Yeah, especially uh, when yeah. he looks at them, he gives them a <laughs> the <laughs> stare down. Yeah. And you're
1: like, he stares them really? down. Yeah. He stares them down. Yeah. He's uh,
2: using, I mean, that's him using his pa- power. Power. Yeah, his power. Again. Yeah. yeah, and there's a thing that not and I, I, I don't either. mind. I mean, <laughs> in in one sense, you know, the whole Arthur story, especially when you get into the whole Guinevere thing and Lancelot and whatever, it is. Power. It is about it's, no, it's not about. It's about being human. Mm. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's hip- about temptation. Cam- Camelot will humanity. always will always fall because it's a human construct. Yeah. Uh, but for the yeah for the time that it's shining, just like with JFK. It is a beacon. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but like all things human, they will f- it'll eventually fall. It'll fail, fall. yeah. But at, in, in this one, there's no sense of, you know, uh, I mean, they were planning, what, a trilogy, I think, or I something? Five movies is
0: five, what I've Five. Heard. My God. Ooh, well, how five, s- sequels? How, how five sequels. How are they going to sustain that? Five
2: sequels. Five sequels. What, the first three will be about... Getting Camelot built, and the other three will be about the, the whole the the, the the Grail. Oh, and Vikings. Oh, and Vikings. Come on, Vikings in the Dark Ages, <laughs> in the sixth century. No, Tudor England. Yeah. Oh, Tudor <laughs> England. So, you forgot a- about that. That's all right, Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's already too human. Yeah, as you say, he hasn't got the he hasn't got the nobility. There's no fall for him, as there are, as there is in some ways in, in the Excalibur movie. Yeah. Yeah he's already fallen I mean he's and he doesn't rise very far he doesn't become noble by the end of the film he doesn't do the right thing because he suddenly realizes he should be helping the people it's sort of it's always about you know some some somebody he knows is going to get killed or has been killed or is you know mm. um, could 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 be hurt and
1: so yeah, it's there's not no even s- a chosen one Yeah it. it's no.
0: it's no. this character who's from the beginning to the end is in complete rejection of his duty to his people, which Arthur
2: never had, like yeah. Arthur was all about his people, yeah. and the land that was him and as a ma- character, and that may have been, and that was sort of in some ways his mistake
0: exactly and and but they don't have that, so we don't see that flaw anyway yeah. um, there's a thing that I want to touch on very quickly here, and that's something that um i've I've seen bandied about it. the idea is like, oh, we're making. Like these characters from classic literature into superheroes. We're making uh, Sherlock Holmes into a superhero. We're making King Arthur into a superhero. Mm. And they say that as a criticism. Now, there's something I just want to put in there, just as my little caveat. Um, and they're I think... Saying, we,
2: who's saying it as a criticism? The I've, that, I've heard this on they're, reviews. They're, and stuff. they're saying it as a criticism that you shouldn't be making... You shouldn't
0: it. be making these characters into superheroes. Now, I think... We misunderstand what that word means, superhero, because really if we look at characters like, I don't know, Beowulf, Gilgamesh, Arthur... These are all characters that, in their time, for their people, were, were superheroes. superheroes. Or
1: heroes. I don't know if superheroes is the right term. But well, I mean, th- <laughs> well, it's, it's really the same, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're more powerful. than
0: just a normal like, hero. Uh, you yeah. know, they, Yes, they are. Beowulf is. Maybe yeah. Beowulf. Yeah, yeah because yeah. he can, Arthur, he can he for for do things instance. that none of like the other Gilgamesh, warriors right? can do. Yeah, but, Gilgamesh. But like can, the only
2: person that can yeah. control Gilgamesh is Enkidu. Yeah. You know, who's who, who's nature personified? Yeah, they're virtually. more than human. They're more like than, superhuman. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, and and that way they're more than just a hero. They're a superhero. Um, and and for for Arthur, I think he's also in that mold. Um, but I think there's something that we're missing here, and the way that, and I, I think that really superheroes are modern myths. They're myths for today and for our, you know, and the problems that we have, and the way that we look at the world is then modified through the way we talk about these myths. However, th- often simply because we're just a bit more connected with superheroes because they're within our lifetime, we can look at the source material a lot easier. Mm. The best adaptations of superhero films are the ones that go to the core of the character. Yeah, always. It's not. This is mm-hmm. not a revelation, but the reason that Spider-Man Three was a terrible film <laughs> is because it forgot what the story was about. Yeah. yeah. The reason why Superman One, uh, Spider-Man One, or even Superman the original Christopher Reeve. Um, those went to the heart of what mm. those characters were, and then you got were the, authentic, and uh, they were they authentic. authentic. Mm-hmm. and then you have you know the Man of Steel, which forgets what the character is, mm. or the Spider Man Three that forgets what the character is. Um, we're having this repeat in Arthur now. We've forgotten who Arthur is, and here's my question to both of you, with that long tangent: Is do you think traditional values of nobility and just that mythic concept of being a noble? noble is now considered to be rich guy and poor guy and in 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 that way the the poor guy is always going to be the hero Mm. we see that within this movie it's he's the part of the underclass yeah fighting the upper Upper class class. he's still a rich
1: guy and a powerful
0: guy technically but within his own underclass right within his class he's the top of top of the chain for them yeah Mm. um and we have a very obvious scene of that when he's talking about the nobles and he's like, oh, yeah, they're nobles.
2: Oh, the, yeah, the barons. Yeah, the barons, Tudor barons. Barons, yeah, just right. Barons, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and he's,
0: <laughs> to, he's talking to the barons and it's like, well, obviously they're barons so they're bad. They're yeah. going to say, you guys so, you, say, you guys yeah. don't know how to do it. you And all of these yeah. connotations yeah. of being like, well, if you're educated or like noble yeah. or a knight, it just means you're inevitably going to be on the bad well, side. What do you ma- think?
2: This may be a sense... I don't know it may be a sense in the of of um the whole anti elitist type way that culture that our culture has gone yeah um the Chardonnay drinkers and yeah anybody is <laughs> you know science is no longer being respected um yeah it it it's the, the in some ways the dark side of the democratization of everything hmm. um, mm-hmm. yes, yes, there is a sense in which those sorts of attitudes uh you know we're we're more into irony we're more into taking the piss out of people yeah. we you know we're more into um you know, and, well and and also i suppose being you know being selfish and greedy and and just looking after ourselves you know the the, the idea of actually sacrificing yourself for a bigger for an ideal yeah is is it's not is, a popular story it's not a popular story no um just to go back on your point sure. about the, the the making of them and superheroes and core stuff, the Sherlock his Sherlock Holmes movies don't use the core of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but still they still work as movies mm. and as superhero movies in a sense. They, yep. it, this person just happens to be called Sherlock yeah, Holmes. that's and right, and <laughs> have a sidekick called Doc yeah, Doctor Watson. Yeah, uh, but it's not Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, uh, so they worked without. Plumbing the, the core. That's true, so, yeah. yeah. That's
0: sort of a... a, a maybe a, that's like a reinvention of a may, new myth. Yeah,
2: maybe. Um, but then it, it didn't have to call him Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. It just could have called him <laughs> anything. Yeah, they pretty much. Uh,
1: the box office might have taken a hit.
2: Well, that's right, because people wanted to see... that. Yeah, <laughs> Again, it's using, Holmes, the, it's it's using the label yeah. to attract the, the viewer, yeah. essentially.
1: But look, we could have we appreciated this film if it had done that. As yeah, a adult, yeah as, a film, as a film. As a film, that's <laughs> right. I mean,
2: he failed. A, he's failed as a. <laughs> you know, and, and most people who watch the film, who aren't as say, mythic literate as, as we may be, mm. probably wouldn't have cared if it didn't meet the mythic. Yeah, of exactly. Things, they would have just wanted a good film. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't that yeah. either. But from you In your opinion. I mean, I don't know what the box office has been like. Oh, you know, it's tragic.
0: It, it it's, hasn't
1: changed since the first week, I think.
0: Yeah, it's it's been doing... It's <laughs> one of the biggest flops of the year. The critical reviews are in the dumps, pretty much. So People, rotten
1: Tomatoes
2: is pretty
0: rotten, is it? Something like 26% or something Ooh, really low yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think, Luke, about that idea of nobility and, you know, tapping into... Do you think that's just an unpopular thing?
1: What do you well, think? Well, I think... I, I hesitate to say it's Game of Thronesian, but um, I do notice that a lot of people have been tacking onto uh, George R. R. Martin's, like knights are all bad and um, lords are all corrupt and evil, and they're all gonna you know betray each other and all that kind of thing. Uh, I feel like a lot of the films and shows that have been coming out recently have been trying to emulate that. Some of them haven't been quite as much. Like um, Last Kingdom, for instance, had a bit of both. Um, so I, I feel like people are. Starting to bag all of that, even when it there can this like there's there's goodness in a lot of different things. It doesn't yeah, have to be absolutely you know, all bad in this and all bad in this and all good in this. Yeah. Is this
2: but is this a is this just a the the follow up in some ways of the of the Vietnam War of the Vietnam mm. War that moment in say American history in which um, there Romance was a distrust the, the distrust started of of, of authority figures. Yeah, mm. um, and then you had Watergate which just compounded Cemented the situation. Um, and then you've got all the evil corporations. Yeah, corporate in the past, yeah. Corporates, Corporations were good places because you got a job for life and all that. Yeah. And now suddenly they're evil because they're supposedly ripping us off. And there's a sense in which the percenters have been because yeah. their wealth has grown in, you know, badly in proportion to uh, the, those of the 99%. Um, so yes, mm. maybe that's a reflection of that sort of <laughs> distrust of, of 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 those
1: above us. And it's, now it, I don't it, want to get too deep and philosophical and all that, but I oh, do ahead. think that this is a, a recurring theme in humanity. <laughs> oh wow, um, we're going real deep here, real deep, because um, we see this happen a lot, where mm. something is seen as too good. And then it's ign- all the bad sides of it are ignored, and then it becomes the evil. Like for instance, with the French Revolution, like they had, they would they were celebrating their king, and they would never do anything. And then they kill the king, they get through the king, and it's like that's all yeah, the all let's the authority figures, everyone, all the above authority figures in in that, France, yeah. we just it's gone. Yeah. That that's that's over. And it's happened with a few times with a few different um, countries and different places. And now we've got. Oh, I'm going to get bagged for this, but um, all sorts of immigration debates in Europe, all of this stuff, which is suddenly turning horrible, and people are like, really, the skinhead movements, all of this stuff. Um, It's like it starts out as something that you shouldn't even say there's anything bad about it. Mm. And because of that reaction, it becomes the opposite. Because yeah, yeah, we are getting very uh,
0: (coughs) moving into territory here. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) I suppose to generalize and just put a clamp on it, I suppose you could say that whenever something is an absolute, whenever you say this is bad, if you take
1: something too absolute, yeah,
0: there is an instant reaction against it and say no. Now that is all good. This is all bad,
2: yeah, yeah. and there's
0: that constant cycle. Now, going back to the the material here, it's funny because let's just think about the Arthurian myth or like the tales that we read, of like King Arthur and his knights, all you know having a great feast. It's feudalism. Mm. We have yeah. a bunch of peasants working in the field the to give that you that food. Them. That's right, yeah. right. But the tale is it about the the, the, the barbarism of feudalism mm. or the fact that the peasants will get no education and never amount to anything in life or that we're feeding a bunch of elites around a round table, right? That's not what the story is about. But but because now that the story has moved into now our
2: time, our time. that yeah. is
0: what the story would be about. Yeah,
2: And mm. so I think it's kind so- of... So was Richard, Inevitable. Was he trying to, to tap into that news story
1: then? I feel that
0: would take too much thought. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or just no, the trappings they, of it.
1: They didn't, no, they didn't really delve into that. No. Yeah.
0: I, I, and, and that's another thing that was interesting where um, I wouldn't have minded a complete reversal of the Arthurian myth either. There was a, something that somebody mentioned... Maybe I would. But there was something that somebody mentioned about The Magnificent Seven uh, remake. One? Oh, the Uh, Oh. Where there was it's 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 good as a film. Yeah. Um, see this is one of those examples of being like a Western for its time, at its time, was made for certain attitudes towards certain things. Yeah. And so we appreciate it for that reason. A more true adaptation of the Magnificent Seven would to be set it within and there was a very good example set by someone, set it within the Prohibition era of a bunch a bunch of people protecting someone within the prohibition era against like these gangsters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would have been a truer representation of that story for us. Yeah. Um in the same way I think Guy Ritchie should have gone with his gut and what he's good at is making British gangster films. So why not make Arthur, Arthur this gritty yeah. um king of the, the you know Londinium and and Instead of making it epic <laughs> fantasy and Lord of the Rings elephants with giant, and elephants. With giant that, elephants, which we yeah, haven't talked about, on. but we honestly have blotted that out of our, our mind. mind yeah, um, yeah. Instead of mixing all of this tripe into this film that does not hold up as a film or as a mythic film, do what he should have done and just make his movie. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, Sherlock Holmes is set in Londinium
2: yeah. effectively. <laughs> yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it yeah. just yeah. happens to be you know, <laughs> turn of the century. Just a couple of centuries yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Londinium. Um, and uh, yeah, he knows his he knows his city in that sense, pretty much, and yeah. he knows his you know, his characters in that city. So yeah, maybe maybe it should have been a, a modern adaptation of uh, of the of, of the myth.
0: Yeah, and th- and um, there have been good examples of that, being I the mean, Fisher King. The for Fisher instance. I
2: was just going to say that. Yeah, the Fisher yeah. King, which I think is a is a, is a brilliant film. Yep. I like it as a film, and I like it as a as a yeah as an uh, an interpretation of the of the Arthurian myth. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, it works well. And this is not that. Final comments definitely. from both of you
0: on the film. Luke, let's start with you. Oh, gee. My Read my blog. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Read my blog. That's a great one. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's hard to say something that we haven't already said, but I suppose I can sum it up by saying I um, definitely found a lot of interesting things that could have worked by themselves and been expanded on. That's not the clearest way I could have said that. Um... But it was just too many fractures of too, yeah. too few good ideas, yeah. mm. and yeah. never expanded upon. Never didn't it was it didn't yeah, the logic of it the own the logic of the story itself was incomplete. Mm. Fantastic, Doctor uh, hard well, not w- fantastic. <laughs> well.
2: It's hard to to add anything to that. Um, yeah, there's a sense in which, well, as I said, you know, I was ex- I was ex- going to expecting to be disappointed and was but, and was still <laughs> disappointed because it didn't work as a film. Um and it could have had it could have worked. Yeah. And it could have uh yeah, it, it was like maybe he's trying to re- you know, find himself again or something and he was trying all these different things. Mm. Mm. Um and maybe his next film will grow out of it in some ways. You know, because he's Aladdin, experimented yeah. and, and ex- yeah, you know, it just didn't work for an audience. It Might have worked for him as a director because he's learnt something out of it. And it's like it's like you know, writers write something. You know, a piece is always in preparation for your next piece. Mm. Um, so, you know, to be fair to him, in some ways, it, it's a failure. But yeah. all failures are, are on the road, road to, to success. success. Yep. You know, it was like Edison saying, you know, yeah, nine hundred ninety nine light bulbs didn't work. But they got me to the thousandth one that did work. Yeah. Um, But yes, I'm still waiting for
1: a decent King Arthur film. Yeah. Oh, here's Uh. another way to sum it up: don't film the brainstorm whiteboard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's really good. That's
2: good.
0: (laughs) Um, For me, the thing that I'm most worried about is that. Like many things, uh, and you look at—if I was an executive looking at this film and looking at my list of next movies to make, I'll be like, "All right, let's not do Hercules. Let's not do this. <laughs> let's take that off." And and the problem is—and he's
2: going to do Aladdin.
0: He's going to do Aladdin. Oh, no. he'll get better. It's fine. It's fine. Cockney British Aladdin. <laughs> A look for that. Um, I think. The worry is, yes, you, you you try, you fail, you get better, and you keep going. I just would like Arthur Films not to be included in that yeah. failure because we've had a few, and it's it really does, I think, impact people's, uh, specifically studios. When they look at it, they look at the bottom dollar and like, people are just not into this mm. myth, and that's absolutely not true. True, yeah. Um you it it could be if if you wrote a good story mm. and that's what really scares me in this movie. And so it, that's what makes me s- scared in doing this review is we've just bagged out a film that I really hope won't fail mm. for other reasons other than the film itself. Um mm. so that's tragic. Uh I really want people to engage in mythic storytelling. Uh, to really get elements. And I, uh, you've noticed a theme, ladies and gentlemen, on this podcast where I bang on about internal consistency. I talk about this all the time. And that's so yeah. important, especially in fantasy. And, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's intellectual bankruptcy at its highest <laughs> to simply say, it's fantasy, anything, anything goes. goes. It yeah. is one of the most <laughs> reductive, ridiculous arguments that I have heard. Yeah. And please stop it. Anyone saying that, just don't say that. You need to be internally consistent. And it it's the problem in this movie. So there you go. That's me getting off my rant and hope you have a good week. <sighs> yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, let's um let's give people our social media links where they can find us. Um Dr. Livings, why don't you start us off?
2: Uh I've got a uh, a blog at www.thearwenproject dot the Project, which is T H E a W E N project, all one word. Dot blogspot. Dot com, uh, and uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter as, as well. I think it's Earl underscore Living's for at for for Twitter. Yep. Not that I'm a, a great Twitter user. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for retweeting my 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 last tweet, <laughs> liking it, and retweeting yep. it. <laughs> there you go.
0: Um, nepotism at its finest. <laughs> though not family, though close podcast family
1: there you go yeah, podcast family <laughs> uh true.
0: Luke where can people find you what have you got coming up uh well you can some find projects me, in the pipeline
1: find me at the soul shard on Twitter or on the soul shard dot com um yeah some projects coming up so hopefully fingers crossed if I can get enough um you know views no no there won't be no won't be any views yet um I'll be starting to do some interesting things in July, but we'll see how that goes ooh. Teasing us, teasing.
2: I like
0: it. Yeah. Um, fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. We really like doing these in depth, um, monologues pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's interesting in, in this case, we agreed on most of the points with the Barry Giant. I remember there was a little bit of, um, where I was the dark horse, both literally and figuratively, one might say. Oh. Ooh. Um, where I went on the other side and you know kind of defended uh, Ishiguro's work, though in yep. hindsight I can definitely see the points coming up a bit clearer. But yep. uh, still like the book. There you go. Um, you can follow me on my Twitter at the pen of Joel or my website ThePenOfJoel.com. You can follow the Morning Bell themorningbell dot or our Twitter which is at the underscore Morning bell. We tweet gifts. Don't blame me. They're all Ian's. Um, some me if they're pugs in the gifts then it's me If it's not then it's not me put it that way uh we have some interesting stuff in the pipeline interesting guests the next guest will be jay Kristoff, the new york times best-selling author um and his novel never Night. we hope you join us for that episode as i'm sure it'll be an interesting discussion thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next podcast